Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday, September 29th episode of Poets and Muses. We chat with poets about their inspirations. I'm your host, Imogen Arate. You can follow us on poetsandmuses.com or on Instagram, SoundCloud, as well as Twitter under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either on poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of our Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. With us today is Chela Chilinski, with whom I will be discussing her poem, Pulso or Pulse, and My Escape. Before we do that, however, I'm going to go over all the poetry events taking place in the Valley during the week of September 30th. On Tuesday, October 1st, from 6 to 8 p.m., Connect and Heal will be hosting its weekly poetry writing workshop at the Chandler Community Center at 125 East Commonwealth Avenue in Chandler. On Thursday, October 3rd, from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Sozo Coffee House will be hosting its monthly open poetry night at 1982 North Elma School Road in Chandler. From 7 to 9 p.m., Long Known Publishing will be hosting its weekly Phoenix Poetry Slam at the Lost Leaf at 914 North 5th Street in Phoenix. Make sure to get there by 6.50 to participate. From 8 to 11 p.m., Quentin Oni will be hosting his weekly open mic at Jobot Coffee and Bar at 333 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. From 9.45, Atlas St. Cloud will be hosting his weekly poetry writing workshop at the Welcome Diner at 929 East Pierce Street in Phoenix. On Friday, October 4th, from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m., Virginia G. Piper Center for Creative Writing will be hosting Jake Skeet's poetry reading at Palabras Bilingual Bookstore at 1738 East McDowell Road in Phoenix. From 7 to 10 p.m., Rosemary Dombrowski will be hosting her first Friday poetry on Roosevelt Row on the back porch of Local First Arizona at 407 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. On Saturday, October 5th, from 8 to 12 p.m., the Virginia G. Piper Center for Creative Writing will be hosting its Meet Your Literary Community. I will be tabling there for Poets and Muses, so please come and check us out at Phoenix Public Market at 721 North Central Avenue in Phoenix. From 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Virginia G. Piper Center for Creative Writing will also be hosting the Energy and Poetry Workshop with Jake Skeets at the Piper Writer's House at 450 East Tyler Mall in Tempe. From 7 to 9.30 p.m., Savvy Penn and Life of a Young Realist will be hosting the Skinny Black Performing Arts Showcase at Azucar Coffee at 7246 South Central Avenue in Phoenix. This show will feature several Poets and Muses guests, such as Sean Avery, Aaron Kahn, Anna Flores, and Dr. Tamika Sanders. From 7 to 9.30 p.m., Daughter of Zen will be hosting her first Saturday open mic at the Black Hat Coffee House at 4730 East Indian School Road, Suite 120 in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 7 p.m. And now let us turn to our poet guest of the week, Chilla. Hi, Chilla. Thank you very much for coming on to Poets and Muses. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. You brought with you the poem Puso, 
or poles. Yes. But before we read it, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Right now, I'm at a point where I want to embrace everything that I love doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm into writing right now. Mm-hmm. So I joined a writing club called Palabronas mm-hmm. at the Palabras Bookstore. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also experimenting again with photography, black and white, that mm-hmm. I used to do back in like 2001. Mm. Yeah, and so I took a break a little bit from it, but mm-hmm. I'm getting inspired again mm-hmm. with images and then landscape here in, in the desert. Mm-hmm. I also do illustrations, watercolor, and ink. Mm. Yeah, so I'm also an artist, and I share the studio with Jeff Slim on Grand Avenue. Right, right. And Jeff Slim is the partner of Chawa. Chawa, yes. Zosauro Magana, who did a episode back in April. So they're partners in the ownership of Palabra's bookstore. Correct. It seems like you're doing a lot of artistic things from different angles, approaching art. Yes. And since we're talking about poetry, I was wondering when you started to write poetry. You know, I feel like at a very young age, I started Mm -hmm. just writing my feelings down Mm -hmm. or just any poetry that I would get my hands on. I grew up on the West Side Mm -hmm. and migrated when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't really anybody who was like, oh, this is poetry. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is art. You know, it kind of just came to me in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, And so... I've always been very in tune with my feelings Mm -hmm. and how I feel things. So at a very young age, when something used to make me feel a certain way, I either would write a phrase down. I would wake up randomly and and it was like somebody had spoken to me. And it was a beautiful line that just expressed so many things. Mm -hmm. And so I would write that line down. Also, I'm a very romantic person in general. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because... I mean, it's just horrible, but <laughs> I mean, in, the, in a good way, you know, yeah, but it's just yeah. like, what do I do with all these things? Yeah, it's risky, uh, right? Yeah, it can be very risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I started, you know, just feeling attached to somebody or in love, per se, you know, mm-hmm. I would write about that person or what it made me feel. Mm, yeah. I don't want to say like I've been a writer or a poet. I feel like everybody can explore that route. Yeah. And we're all writers. As soon as we start writing, you mm-hmm. know, we become owners of the words that we write. Yeah. And, yeah. And we can express beautiful things to sad or painful things through writing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you heal through those things, too, depending mm-hmm. on, on the topic of what you want to express. It's also therapy for the self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly for me, it is, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've talked with a lot of poets. They all come at writing in different ways, and a lot of people definitely think of writing as a vehicle for self-expression, but also as a vehicle for healing. Yeah. 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 It's really gorgeous the way that you explained it most of the poems i've heard from you are written in spanish do you predominantly write in spanish then? yes i just don't want to forget it ah that's why as soon as i got into this country i knew i didn't want to forget spanish mm-hmm. I, I knew that i always wanted to practice it there wasn't any bookstores here mm. that had spanish books 
right. poetry books. Right. So as soon as, you know, the Wi-Fi thing connecting to the internet, I started searching. Right. You know, I'm 36 years old, so there was that transition. Of uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be 36. but So I, I started looking online, poetry in Spanish poetry, mm-hmm. uh, Mario Benedetti, short stories too. Mm-hmm. So different authors. And sometimes I didn't even, like, look for a specific author. It was just Google poetry. Right, <laughs> and, then, right, right. and then a bunch of poetry would come out and it just oh, be wow. like... Or love poetry, depending on the mood that I yeah. was feeling, so that it would inspire more. It would uplift me, whatever feeling I was going through. It would transform it too, you know, or mm-hmm. enhance enhance it. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So I could feel it even more. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's nice. That's really nice. But how old were you when you came? I was eight years old. Oh no wonder. Yeah. At that age, you could quickly forget. Yeah. So I always wanted to practice it. Also, so when it comes to writing, I feel like that's how I feel things Mm. in my first language. Right. Right. And then I translate it. Okay. Yeah. Still, you still feel like... I still translate it in my head. Okay. Wow. Plus, you know, at home, it's always been Spanish. Right. My my parents had always been like... Yeah. Español en la casa, Uh inglés... Uh En la escuela con tus amigos, <laughs> you know, with, right, with your right, friends right. And, or school. Right, but right. here, my dad and my mom were always like, a, we always want to be able to interact. Right. And, and right. so that was, language is super important, you know. If, yeah. If you speak Spanish at home, everybody gets to say or communicate. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. my mom and my dad don't speak English. Right. So that leaves them out. Yeah. Out of conversations that my siblings and I would be having. Yeah, exactly. So it was very important. We were we were taught the language was very important. Yeah. yeah. I forget which poet it was that interviewed who uses, was it English with her sibling? Oh, no, it was Chawa. It was Chawa who was talking about her using English with her siblings. So that's their secret language at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, and sometimes it would be. But, it would be, but my dad would always be like, hey. Hablen español. Están aquí en la casa. Yeah, so he catches you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool that you were able to keep it because at eight you can very easily lose it. Yeah, it just reminds me of home. Mm. I love being able to read Spanish and understand it and translate it. Of course, there's some things that just don't sound. I'm thinking in in Spanish, and then I translate it when I'm talking. Right. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't um, always come, right? There's it, no equivalent. There's no equivalent, and, and sometimes I have to search real quick a, a word, and I'm like, yeah. oh, así, así se dice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the same. There are some words that I'm like, okay, this sounds really good, especially writing poetry. And then I'm like, oh, that's not an English word. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, thesaurus, and look, trying to find something that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, so, but... It's interesting how in each language there are always words or phrases that's not translatable at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have to look for a different word that kind of matches what you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Or a whole sentence (laughs) that matches your one word, right? Yeah. Maybe you have to rearrange the whole thing. Yeah. Translation is difficult, period. But translating poetry even harder because of all the rhythm and then the rhymes are involved. Yeah, and, and the emotion. You want yeah. to be able to translate what something feels and then 
for it to sound the same way, even if it's worded differently. Yeah. But the feeling has to stay there. It right. has to be the same. Right. Strong, intense, mm-hmm. beautiful. You want people to be able to feel the same way in both languages. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always easy. Yeah. Finding a good translator. Well, <laughs> <laughs> would you give me a demonstration of that? We should read your poem. Okay. Also, pulse. Pulse. Pulse is the beat of an artery, the rhythm of the heart that is perceived through the skin. We can feel it when we put our fingers above the artery, on the neck or on the wrist. The pulse translates the beats of the heart in 60 to 100 beats per minute. The pulsations increase when we produce a physical activity. When two bodies hold each other dancing to the rhythm of the music and to the rhythm of the heart. Pulso. El pulso es el latido de una arteria, el ritmo del corazón que se percibe a través de la piel. Lo sentimos cuando ponemos los dedos sobre una arteria, en el cuello o la muñeca. El pulso traduce los latidos del corazón entre 60 y 100 latidos por minuto. Las pulsaciones aumentan cuando se produce una actividad física, cuando dos cuerpos se sostienen bailando al ritmo de la música y también al ritmo del corazón. Pulse. What do you think happens in the universe every time we see each other, every time we kiss, every time we encounter each other, every time we touch, every time we decide to love each other this way with the permission of no one but ours? What do you think happens, Misialo, when in between lights and music our lips find each other and we kiss without fear or shame? Pulso. ¿Qué crees que pasa en el universo cada vez que nos vemos, cada vez que nos besamos, cada vez que nos encontramos, cada vez que nos tocamos, cada vez que decidimos amarnos de esta manera, sin el permiso de nadie más que el nuestro? ¿Qué crees que pasa, Misialo? Cuando entre luces y música, nuestros labios se encuentran y nos besamos sin miedo y sin vergüenza. Pulse. I am a visible wound. Everyone can see me. I am a visible wound that doesn't heal. Pulso. Soy una herida visible. Todos me pueden ver. Soy una herida visible que no sana. Pulse. My love. I will not live in fear. I will love you, hold you, kiss you, take care of you, walk with you, cry with you, have courage with you, be brave with you, dance with you, be free with you. I will not live in fear. Pulso. Mi amor, no viviré en miedo. Te amaré, sostendré, besaré, te cuidaré, caminaré contigo, lloraré contigo. Tendré valor contigo, seré valiente contigo, bailaré contigo, seré libre contigo, no viviré en miedo. Pulse. Heart. In my memory, you don't stop beating. Pulso. Corazón. En mi memoria, no dejas de palpitar. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, oh, there's so much in that. So you wrote the Spanish one first? I wrote the Spanish one first, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that it was 
um, that there was potential to write it in, in English, mm -hmm. to translate it, mm -hmm. and for it to have the same rhythm as we were talking about, yeah. the same yeah. flow, mm -hmm. and the feeling could also be translated mm -hmm. yeah. with it. Yeah, definitely. And the romanticism actually comes in yes. that you were talking about. Yes. Even though this is quite a difficult topic that the poem addresses. Would you like to share with us what made you decide to write this poem? Yes, well, I wanted to write more like a poem that addresses the issue, obviously, of what happened in Florida. Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted it to express that even though those tragedies happen, that it's not going to hold us back from being who we are. Yes. From walking down the street holding hands, mm -hmm. from expressing our, our love publicly, mm -hmm. dancing together, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, being free together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is a lot of that. And this is, this is the Pulse nightclub shooting. It was in Orlando, Florida. It was Orlando. Yes. And what year was it in again? Because there's been so many shootings, unfortunately. Yeah. Was it 2016? No, 2017, wasn't it? No, it was uh, 20, 2016. It was 2016. Yeah. Wow. It's insane, right? Because there's been so many mass shootings since then. That 2016 seems far away, even though it's only... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it seems very far away, but it's also very present. I think that when something like that very shocking happens to the community, mm -hmm. it's very hard to forget. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it's it's a wound that it reminds you to, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a wound that we all have to take care of. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And especially because it was such a targeted attack on the LGBTQ community. Correct. Right. And how long after the shooting did you write this poem? I wrote it, um, I was going to be having an event in Tucson mm. for a show that also talked about undocumented folks being in prison, mm -hmm. in jail, mm -hmm. and so, so the show was called Te Soñé Libre, which is I Drank You Free, mm -hmm. and so that was the title of the, of the show, but we were also going to be honoring the lives that were lost mm -hmm. uh, at that time, right. and so I decided to write that poem. Mm -hmm. and also read it that night. Mm -hmm. So that was the same year in July. I believe it was in July. Mm -hmm. And uh, June or July. I wrote it for that, but it was also inspired by the person I was seeing during that time too. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I get inspired by who I'm seeing, who I'm engaging romantically with. Mm -hmm. During that time, I thought about how would have... I felt being at a club dancing with the person that I adore and that I cherish and that I'm sharing life with mm -hmm. um, in moments like that so precious. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought about that and I, I'm like, it would be just horrible to, to lose that person mm -hmm. in, in general, you know. Yeah. So it's just so hard to find someone who you can connect deeply with mm -hmm. that when you meet on the dance floor not knowing that person mm -hmm. but there's chemistry yeah. there's there's something that the bodies feel that's so familiar when mm -hmm. you're dancing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to a song mm -hmm. that not only is bringing you together but all these couples around you but all of a sudden 
all those couples disappear and it's almost like you and that person are there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just the sound and the body's moving in just one single rhythm right and I thought about that feeling and that emotion itself how powerful it is when you let somebody else hold you mm-hmm. and without knowing them mm-hmm. and you feel a certain connection and then you you want more yeah you know? and this is it you know it comes to being physical but because the the chemistry is physical already when you're dancing mm-hmm. that you want to know that person more right right you want to know what makes them like laugh you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like that yeah yeah at least uh, that's just me like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I feel like so. I'm, I'm kind of same and like when i'm crushing yeah on somebody is very intense for me, I I tend to want to know everything about that person. Like Feed who, me everything. Like, who are you? Where did you come from? Yeah, yeah. What's your background? What, what make you who you are? You, what, how are you making me feel all these things yeah, all of a yeah, sudden? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because in the beginning, you don't know, right? It's not like you're being introduced by friends. Exactly. In this particular scenario is that you find yourself, both of you obviously, looking for someone but not knowing that it would be each other. And then you find yeah. that in a crowd, and you're sort of wondering, why, how, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it, It's a beautiful connection when you connect with someone on the dance floor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to think of the context, right, as well. Do you find that... Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what your experience has been like. Do you find that given all the negative light that's been sh- shown on immigrant communities that being a minority within a minority group is even harder? Because you talk about fear, you talk about shame, you talk about loving each other without any of those. I don't know if you want to expand on what yes, you so, so when I talk about all those things, it's just remembering what it is to discover yourself. Mm-hmm. What it is to discover your body and your feelings separately. Mm-hmm. Is it okay what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. How come I'm not attracted to men? Mm-hmm. How come I feel more attracted to my best friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at the right. time. Right. And being able to be okay mm-hmm. with those feelings. Yeah. And, and falling in love with those things about myself, right. it, it was hard, not hard to come by, but to understand those things, to, yeah. to know that it was okay to love the way I love, to feel tender, to feel expressive, to also present myself the way I present myself and feel comfortable even with uh, my short hair. I've come a long way to a point where I wouldn't be able to to be with someone that's not as free as me. Mm, mm. Because it took you a long time. Yes, and I wouldn't <laughs> be able to go back right. to square one for someone right. who is not willing to hold hands in public with me anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's like those things are so special to me and that I no longer feel like I have to hide or, sh- or be shamed. Obviously, you know, I take into consideration what my partner is feeling, mm-hmm. but I also wouldn't 
wouldn't be able to to go back to those times of like not in public at all. Right. right or right. we can't show affection in any kind of way. Right. Uh, in public or on the dance floor. Right. I think that's when we are most free and when we forget about politics when it comes to politics about our body about what what should we be ashamed of mm-hmm. you know when we come together on the dance floor and two bodies together dancing and appreciating each other mm-hmm. respecting each other mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing it is. and it's it's almost sacred mm-hmm. if not it is you know it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It's something that no one, that kind of freedom that you feel dancing with the person that you love, no one can take that away from you. No, no, yeah. And it stays. Uh-huh. Like, the night ends, you've had a couple of drinks, you uh, danced all night, and at the end of the night, you know, you either you drop off your girlfriend or boyfriend at, at their house, or they drop you off, and... You go to sleep and you think, oh, man, that was such a good night. And I danced <laughs> and I danced like like never before or it was that connection was amazing. And I can't wait to dance again with my boyfriend or girlfriend next weekend. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just sometimes it's it's the body that needs that movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you're moving on the dance floor, it's very fluid, right? It's, yeah. There's almost like, almost yeah. like there's no limitation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and and when two people are moving as one, you kind of get a sense that if nothing else, there is at least physical compatibility. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the physical. It's what, like I said before, it makes you desire everything else. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's, it's not like meeting someone at a coffee shop and you're having a conversation with them and then you're like, oh, he said that, she said that, never mind. But think about it. If you would have met that person on the dance floor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you would have felt them dancing close to you, holding you, mm-hmm. and without them talking, you would have been like, oh, man, I can't wait to have coffee with this person and see how they think. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. And it changes. It, yeah, it, it's a different entry point, right? Yes, and yes. the trajectory is different. When the beginning is nonverbal, there's a lot of hope in, in that. Yeah, because you, yeah, you yeah, wonder yes. about the rest. Yes. Right? And uh-huh. sometimes it's it, it, disappointing. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes most of the time, they're just playing. <laughs> it's like, no. Shh, shh. <laughs> Let's just dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you kind of take you take the pleasures where you can get them. Yeah, you're like, uh, how about we just uh, meet at the club yeah. <laughs> on Friday? <laughs> Don't pick me up or anything. I'll I'll see you there. Yeah, I'll see you there on the dance floor. We'll pre-order some songs. Yes. <laughs> oh. And then from the entry point of the coffee shop as well, sometimes you can have this amazing conversation with somebody and then you get yes, to the physical and it's sort of like, oh man. <laughs> but at least, at least you can, you know, like stay friends with them, I guess. But I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it just gets awkward, right? Because always there's kind of this asymmetry between feeling. You know what's crazy that I used to think there was a time in my life. Mm-hmm that I used to think that uh, 
and for a while, I think it was happening because it was just, I thought that you could get along with anybody, mm. that, that you could connect with anybody. Mm-hmm. But time has taught me that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we can try. We can always we can, try. Yeah, there's always that possibility. But then right, it's right. just like, you know what? I got other things to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And I feel like with time, we kind of know to put certain distances between us and somebody else, depending on how we get along with them, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, and, you're right. Yeah, and, and you know there are certain people that will make great acquaintances. You'll always have fun with them, go out and whatnot. And then there are some people that you want to get to know better. You, you can go to maybe a sporting event or or uh, reading, a poetry reading. You know, there, there are certain friends that are good for certain settings, and then there are the ones that you want to let into your life, that you want to yeah. see every day, that you want to end up in the bed sleeping together. And I don't mean sex, but sleeping together and have them see you in all kinds of whatever shape you're in, whatever, yeah. like, yeah. emotional, physical shape, whatever you do on the daily level that... Usually, even your close friends don't get to see. You don't. You want them to see. Yeah. So yeah, yeah lots of different levels. <laughs> okay, and that's just human. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. We're not just this person. Mm-hmm. We're many faces. Yeah, we're yeah. very multifaceted. Yes, yes. Yeah. But we don't stop being ourselves. Essentially, you know, like, right. like you present yourself, and there's there's things that ground you that make you who you are and mm-hmm. unique and special yeah but there's always like like i said there's all these things to us that make us who we are yeah yeah and it, it's not often that we can we'll, find somebody who will we can share yeah everything, everything yeah. with them yeah different levels and there are the people that we only go to clubs to meet <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. So that's me at the club friday that's it that's it yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll live home. Thank you. <laughs> I'll text you later. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But I think knowing that it's good to because I, I'm the same way. I felt like I kind of felt like, oh yeah, people can all get along. I mean, I think if both sides or all sides are willing to make the effort, it's possible. Some relationships require more work than others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For let's say world peace it's definitely worth the effort right yeah but in personal relationships sometimes it's different because we don't always have the capacity we don't as you said many faces we have many faces including having to devote one third of our life to working so (laughs) you know if somebody is taking up so much capacity that affects other parts of our lives that makes it impossible for us to live well, then it's probably not worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so hard to come, like, reach the point we have in the conversation and be like, oh, now I'm going to read my poem, which is still in that very painful period of another mass shooting, unfortunately. So, okay. But, I'm going to read it. Let's hear it. Yeah. It's called Escape. I retreat to read poetry in my heartache. And I think of hearts that can no longer dance. To an unappreciated, assuring monotony. Rhythmic in its rise and fall. Reliable like no other. 
and I lose my place over the interchangeable intervals that I scream for excitement to punctuate the stretching band of time, if only to break the ongoing landscape with milestones, imagining only the positive outcomes, refusing to acknowledge deep fissures paved over by neglectful memories, ignoring the seeping maroon underneath footprints. History is not just written by the victors, but also survivors who choose to forget for continual survival, for the calm lies spring, if only for a few moments. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. And it also goes back into time, how precious time it is. Mm-hmm. Those moments that you share with the ones you love mm-hmm. or those instants where you see those possibilities, mm-hmm. where you feel so loved, mm-hmm. you know, those moments pass, but you crave them again. Yeah. You want to relive that moment or you want to feel how you felt that time so intense mm-hmm. and profound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's those moments that give you something also to write about. Yeah. This is my fourth mass shooting poem. I really don't want to write anymore. In fact, my third my third poem on the subject starts off with, I have two mass shooting poems already. I don't want to write another. And this poem I wrote, I guess, 12 hours after the Christchurch shooting. Yeah. And it was just, it's a different group of people that also targeted. Yeah. That is under a lot of prejudice, at the target of a lot of prejudice right now. Mm-hmm. And they were also killed for being who they are, really. Yeah. That somebody did not approve of. Though them being who they are has nothing to do with who he was, right? There was nothing. If he really didn't like them, he could have just left them alone. That's it. And his excuse was what he has seen somebody up of the same Muslim religion who killed a little girl, but I'm like, but these are not those people. These are not those people. It doesn't make any sense, his excuses, his rationalization, and the inhumanity with which that he did this, that he broadcasted this as if it was some kind of show, some kind of thing for mass consumption, as if it was a thing of entertainment. Yeah. Just really on top of the killing. It's really just so devalued their life. And my poem kind of, it dances with the subject of this. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And because <clears throat> in relationships, as you said, it's like your poem is the beginning of the relationship. My poem is more like in the middle of the relationship, which sometimes it could get boring. And you kind of want excitement to happen. But you always think of excitement as fun, as or surprises, as good surprises. You never think of the terrible ones. Right. Yeah, like this. And then you wonder, as you said, it's like you don't know how much time you have. You don't know what's going to happen. I think for, for me, that's why it's very important to love when I feel like loving, mm-hmm. to express myself when I feel like something is making me feel a certain way. 
Man, you know, and I, I used to be a very quiet. I used to not say anything. But now I feel so liberated. Mm-hmm. I feel so... I feel that I'm in a good place, that I can be tender with my words, too, in order to say how I'm feeling, even right. if it's something uncomfortable. Right, I, right. You know, and, and you learn that along the way. Uh, you learn that with friends. You learn that with in the relationships that you engage with. You right. learn that with your parents. But, yeah, it's very important to to say how you feel, but like I like I said, you have to be able to express mm-hmm. those emotions and those feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think for a while it was really hard for me to. Yeah, because you know when you're younger, when you're less experienced, and especially if you're in a group that's been under oppression, that's been told that you shouldn't be, you feel like you're taking a, a huge risk, right? When you're declaring. Right your feelings for someone and you you always try to find the safest way possible the safest place you kind of try and, and this is kind of where the investigation comes in we can, yeah. you kind of want to make sure that the other person feels in generally the same yeah. before you kind of make that declaration and that given the times that that we live in and also just given the fact that we are maturing as well we realize that if not now when and that time is precious. I yeah. sound a, it sounds like so cliche, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you're growing up, what time is precious? Nah, <laughs> you know you don't yeah, really yeah. you don't really know it until you at a certain age mm-hmm. when you're like, time is valuable. Yeah, how you spend it and who you spend it with. Yeah, uh, who you share your time with is super important. Yeah, and and what you want to learn from it. Yeah, you know whether you're on top of a mountain. Hiking, mm-hmm. whether you're with your best friend, mm-hmm. your mother quietly sitting down next to you, mm-hmm. it's those moments that bring clarity. Mm-hmm. I feel, at least for me, when I'm conscious of time, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I become more humble and more aware that this time right now that we have, mm-hmm. that we are talking and sharing, mm-hmm. is precious. Yeah. And that we won't have. A replicate of this time, right? Right. We might share like later on. We might share another poem, mm-hmm. but but n- nothing matters as the present time. This yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, outside of this building, we don't know what holds. Right. So right now, this is this is what's important. Yeah. Uh, we're holding each other here. Right. Right. And try to make the best of every moment, basically. Yes. Because, again, you don't know from moment to moment what's going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, and you don't want to dwell in that. Like, well, I don't have any more time. We're like, right, time. right, right, exactly. I'm going to die. You know, it, it, it's being conscious of life itself. Yeah. Because that's also the process of life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't have either or. You know, it's just <laughs> how it, it life, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But being conscious of it. It can change the way you interact with those that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's those simple things. Like I see my mother, and I see her cooking, and I'm like, wow, I'm seeing her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I see her as as if it was the very first time. Like if mm-hmm. my eyes just barely see her again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's become an exercise of mine uh-huh. to see, really see that person with my eyes. Mm. and understand them right, right and their their face 
because I draw, I love drawing faces. Uh-huh. People's faces can say so much. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Uh-huh. I love it. I, I get so into it. There's times where I keep to myself, uh-huh. you know, but I'm keeping those precious moments to myself. And I go, I go back to them and reminisce about them. And they, they're holding me. They're giving me something. But I, I, like I said, I love, I love being able to practice that. Like, I know I've seen you many times, Mm -hmm. but I love it when my eyes just capture you, how you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as visual artists, I feel like you are doing certain analytical work that's not necessarily conscious, right? Because in order to capture somebody, a 3D person, in a 2D medium, mm-hmm. you have to understand how to represent depth. You have to know how to represent volume. And it's not the easiest thing when you don't have the practice or the know-how or the innate talent to just capture it. And I guess at the same with poetry, because poetry can be very flat yeah, in many ways. Yeah. You know, there's no feeling attached to it if it's just exercise of... And you can do those exercises. I think they're valid or good to, to just hone one skill. But some people, when they write, you feel the entire... Their heart, their feeling, that moment. It's like... It, it becomes a body. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a body itself, and it's a reflection of, of you, like your your thoughts and your expression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it has a body. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's also making you feel something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And also, every time a poem is read, it has a new soul to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it carries that moment with it. You know, now that you say that, I've read this poem. It was the second time reading it mm-hmm. at Palabra's bookstore for Pocket to Me. Mm-hmm. And the first time I read it, it was in Tucson for the show. Mm-hmm. And I read it with Kathy Pacheco. Mm-hmm. She was a time working with Mariposas Sin Fronteras. Okay. Is that the same in English, Butterflies Without without Borders? Yes. Okay. And what what is that? Is it an arts organization? Uh, Mariposas in Fronteras, they work with uh, undocumented folks mm-hmm. um, okay. who've crossed the border and they're now incarcerated. Uh, yes. So they work with them. Uh, they work with their case. Mm-hmm. They follow up uh, okay. with family. Okay. And they also raise funds so that they can get them out. Okay. So they provide like legal and financial support. Correct. Yes. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Um, You were saying? My second time reading it, I read it with Ana Flores, Mm -hmm. who has just an amazing voice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Oh, so powerful. And when I heard her read for the very first time, I was like, oh, I need to hopefully one day, you know, I can work with her on Mm -hmm, something. mm -hmm. And then uh, I approached her with the, if she wanted for, because she was the guest poet yeah, for Pocket to Me. And, and April. Yes. Yeah. And so then I, I, I told her, hey, I have a poem. 
you know, it's two versions, Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. Let's get together and if you want to read it. Right. You know, I understand if you have other things too or right. just putting it out there, you know. Yeah. And she said yes right away. And I was so happy how it came out. Mm-hmm. But the more I read it, the stronger it feels. Mm-hmm. It has its own presence. And mm-hmm. I wrote the poem and I didn't make the poem strong. The poem made me strong. Mm-hmm. Every time I read it, it makes me feel hopeful. It, it makes me think about the people I love the most, mm-hmm. the people I cherish. It's such a beautiful feeling that this poem gives me. Yeah. There is a certain depth of feeling to it. It's life. When yeah. you read it, it kind of imbues the reader with some energy. It comes in and it leaves very hopeful. It's always about always having this memory, always taking this life together, this moment, however long or short, it takes it into the future. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It takes it into the future. It doesn't have to be just ooh, that moment itself. It's It can transcend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I really like that aspect of it. There is a determination to it. There is a determination to keep going. And not only that, but to feel everything. Mm-hmm. To feel the sorrow, to feel grief, to feel pain but to know that you can still stand strong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you can still rejoice in in who you are Mm -hmm. and and that you can still celebrate life Mm -hmm. after processing things, you know? I think it's very important, you know, sometimes we we feel pain and we think that's all there is. Mm. But when you're able to transition, when you're able to move from that sorrow, from that pain, Mm -hmm. and see the light again, see yourself again, Mm -hmm. come back to yourself, and feel yourself alive, Mm -hmm. you can really change your mood completely. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's that determination. Because yeah. at some point, those who survived have to carry on and have to almost live on behalf of those who did not. Because, again, life is precious. And for those who was able to keep that, you know, we have to appreciate it more and appreciate the harsh, incredibly harsh lessons that, that we learn from them. Yeah, and that's why I really love your poem when at the end it says, if only for a few moments, like, you're able to capture that and hold it for a long time. Yeah. That that light, that, you know, and and, and when you hold those things, I always, I always say that I, I take care of, even if they're uh, far away or I haven't, seeing people in a while, if I have a certain love for them, Mm -hmm. I take care of it. Mm -hmm. And I nourish that love Mm -hmm. that I feel for for people who are not physically with me Mm -hmm. or who are far away. My grandparents 
who right. I haven't seen in a long time. Right. When you nourish what you feel and take care of it in hard times, mm-hmm. when you go back to that moment that made you feel so amazing and so loved, mm-hmm. that will protect you. Yeah. Yeah. And that will save you from very dark moments in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've been able to take care of something so precious. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that's kind of part of what I was saying in the poem as well to write history, survivors writing history, survivors in a way lying because we are selectively remembering certain things because we need to go on. You know, there are two aspects to that, those lines, right? One is we need to survive. We need to be able to pick out the good parts and hold on to those so that we can keep going. The other part is the we have to face the truth of what happened and address the problems, the underlying problems, so that we can live a better life, so we can give more chances to those who have survived and those who were lucky enough not to have been touched by the pain. I mean, I feel very hopeful for New Zealand because they did enact an assault weapon ban. They are addressing those problems. Whereas I think part of the tragedy is that whenever a mass shooting happens here in the U.S., the lie becomes... Oh, it's not the gun. It's anything but the gun. No gun. No gun. No. Also, there's always, which is great, you know, we pray. We pray about things. That we, yeah. We hope for better things. Yeah. But also that hope has to be an action. Yeah. You know, the prayer has to be an action. Right, right. Love has to be an action. Right, right. It, it can't just stay in a conversation. Right. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. How are we going to express ourselves and uh, make something happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. as we bring consciousness to the community, whoever was affected in a, in a tragedy, what are the tools that are we are giving to ourselves and to others to help them heal? Yeah. Or you know, when it comes, like you said, uh, the law, when it comes to, like, banning things, mm-hmm. in, this, in this case, uh, the guns, mm-hmm. how do we put these things into practice? Yeah, exactly. How do we learn from all these tragedies? Can we learn from each tragedy? And sometimes right? we only have ourselves to protect. Yeah. You know, we only have ourselves to take care of. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's like our neighbor, like, yeah, somebody came to visit, you were home, and, you know, I was here, or or being in solidarity with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, being in solidarity with what we go through. Yeah and relating to each other mm-hmm. at least be there for each other even if we haven't gone through the same things right uh, in life mm-hmm. being there for each other in solidarity yeah makes a big difference yeah it does it, it does we don't heal on our own yeah you, you know it, it's always even the body even though it's it, it's one thing together Right. The body needs a lot of things to heal. Yeah, it's and a community it, effort. It's a community right? effort yeah. that comes together to to help you heal that cut. Yeah. That paper cut that you got. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and, and I feel like it's the same with community. Mm-hmm. And that's where I flourish. 
Mm-hmm. That's where I become more of an artist. That's right. where I become more of a poet. That's mm-hmm. where I get all the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's community. Yeah, yeah, it is. And there's the sensible gun laws that would be helpful. But then there's also the let's see how we can come together as a community and not denigrate people mm-hmm. for holding being, each other accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and accepting them for who they are. Being from the LGBTQ community, that doesn't really hurt anyone. Or, or being Muslim, that in itself is not a hurtful thing to anyone. It's the individuals who decide what they're going to do with themselves whether they're straight white males or they are a person of color, person of different sexual orientation. Ultimately, it's the person who decides, am I going to get along with other people who might not look or sound or act like me? Or am I going to use that as an excuse to destroy them and my own life in the process? None of it makes... Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I... Love that you finish on that such a positive and hopeful note and defiant note on that as well and say, well, we are going to go on. Your heart is always beating to me. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I'll, I'll never forget you. Yeah, exactly. You will always be present. Yeah, yeah. And not just as a memory, but it also informs what I'm going to do in my life to make people's lives better. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I let you go, I was wondering if you can tell the audience where you read your poetry. I know you're at Palabras every third Saturday of the month. Yes, that's where I've been practicing mm-hmm, reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot of poems. Uh, most Great. of them, like I said, are there in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, I was so shy to read. Mm-hmm. And... When this opportunity came up of reading a pocket to me, and I'm so happy and so thankful for the bookstore, Palabras Bookstore, for having those open mic nights. And just in general, community events are are amazing there. So that's when I saw the opportunity, and I'm like, if I don't practice, how am I going to get better? Uh uh Or how am I going to break this shyness? Uh Because I'm just like... Oh, I don't know if I should share this or not. <laughs> or my voice. And in general, like if you don't practice something, how are you going to get better? Yeah. It's only wishful thinking. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. it's only like, oh, I wish I could be good at this. Well, if you want to get better at something, just do it. Right. So this year, I've been just letting myself express myself mm-hmm. how I feel like expressing myself right not putting any limitations to myself right yes yeah. because I feel like I was holding myself back mm-hmm. and and this year yeah I'm finding more courage great yeah awesome yeah so I I feel like um my voice is getting better when I read mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's just those little things that I that when I see someone reading their poems and I'm like, wow, like, I want to read like that. <laughs> you know, I, it just yeah. gives you that, uh, they inspire you to, to create, to, yeah. and, to, to read. And so I was like, 
well, I got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Palabra's Pocket to Me is such a nurturing event. Yes, yes, well, it is. Right? So. And we all become family. Mm-hmm. We walk in there and we see familiar faces. Mm-hmm. We approach each other genuinely, mm-hmm. you know, ask each other about our poetry or about books or uh, art. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a great feeling to be amongst people who also want to share themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. But, you know, there, there are a lot of open mics uh, around the valley where... You should. Yes, I, I know, but uh, <laughs> right now, like, that's where I feel comfortable. I think uh, baby steps. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely, <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah, you should definitely come out to more because there, as I said, there are a lot. And since you have many poems, it's nice to hear. My goal, hopefully, is to have a little book of illustrations. Oh, nice. I have a book of illustrations with the poems that I have. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very so nice. we'll see. Yeah, awesome. With time. Yes, yes. Like you said, baby steps. Baby yeah, steps. Whatever yeah. you you have to feel comfortable. Whichever steps you're taking. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And in terms of social media, how how do people follow you? So I only have Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's at Chalinsky dot art. Yeah. Okay. So whoever's hearing this, you all can follow me on Instagram. You'll see a lot of my artwork there. Mm-hmm. And feel free to contact me if you want to collaborate, whether it's on a poem or through an art piece. Great. I'm available. Great. Well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate you pouring your heart out. In, in That's this. what I do. Yeah. I pour my heart out. Yeah. It's so, it's so nice <laughs> to hear you talk about it. And... The passion was in the poem and the passion with which you wrote the poem as well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's been a pleasure. It has been, yes. Thank you. As always, you can follow us on poetsandmises.com as well as on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either on our poetsandmuses.com website or on the upper right-hand side of our Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you another episode next Sunday.